You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com War Eagle Auburn fans, welcome to Inside the Jungle, your source for Auburn men's basketball analysis and discussion. I gotta be honest folks, this is an episode I did not expect to be doing this early in an even late in a basketball season just because of the crazy things that have been going on in the world and we're referring to for those of you that may be listening to this replay uh the outbreak of cov19 or more commonly known as a coronavirus uh it has taken the world by storm and more specifically for our purposes the sports and the college sports world thus affecting auburn men's basketball effectively it has canceled everything uh march madness is gone SEC tournament's gone season is gone uh so we on this episode are going to break down our season review of what we can review of the season and to do that i brought in my friend and co-host mr drew hooper uh drew not how i wanted to talk to you on our most recent episode yeah but i mean it, it didn't end with auburn getting bounced from the ncaa tournament so there's some positives there, there's always a positive at the end of the table you no just one gotta do- find it no one double dribbled this year very true. Uh, I, I think I would take someone double dribbling this year if we no. all didn't have to deal with what we're dealing with right now. If you put it in that terms, yes. Uh, like, but, I, okay, but here's the deal. Let's let's run that back real quick. Okay. I understand. Like, I'm very adamant in the game. I'll be mad as could be. I'll be upset. After the game, I may fester on it for about five to ten minutes. But typically after that, I'm good to go. Like, just need to to get it out of my system. But man, if that Virginia loss didn't stick with me for like a month and a half, like just <laughs> every time, like I, I broke that thing down in so many ways, just mad all the time. Like, uh, but anyways, yeah, like I don't, I don't ever want to sit with one of those again to feel like you almost got robbed of a national championship was, um, was rough. Well, but think about it this way. Is it almost, is it comparable though, to sit here and think about what could have been, for this team this year uh, in the SEC tournament in March Madness, it, at least we had a hand in our fate despite a lost uh, call from Virginia double dribble. Auburn doesn't get a chance to kind of redeem some of the poor play they had at times this season and to realize the potential that we've all seen at them. To me, Drew, that's almost just as bad. No, because this team is very much the epitome of it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck. It's most likely a duck. And this team was had duck written all over it. Like we thought they, they tried to fool us at the beginning of the year and then gave us moments throughout the year. But ultimately they were a decent team. They weren't a good or a great team. They, they had potential to be that, but I, I don't think that they were ever going to get to that height, especially this late in the season. If you had told me in February, they flipped the switch or something like that. I'd have been all about it, but the, the switch never flipped. Well, 
I'm going to push back on on the decent description of them. I, I would put them as a great team, not a not an excellent team. If we're going to, but you know, we're really just arguing words at this point. Um, I I think Auburn was one of the best teams in the nation. Uh, we can argue in terms of top five, top ten. I, I think it's clear from the way they played recently they weren't top five. Uh, but I think an argument could be made that they had the potential to be a consistently good top ten team had some other issues not arisen. Uh, but we're talking about a lot of what ifs right now. And, and you've already brought it up, but let me bring it back to that preseason hype where this team was expected to go. Take yourself back to that moment, Drew, and kind of talk a little bit about what you expected going into preseason from this team and starting the season, now knowing what you know about them. Uh, I mean, what we were expecting, like, how many SEC games do we have? I think it's like uh, 30, 30 SEC games. With 30 SEC games, you're a liar, Kyle. We don't have 30 SEC games. 20? Is it 20? I don't know. I'm just, look, math is hard sometimes for me, and I just throw out numbers. Oh, I'm counting right now. 14, okay, 15, well, 16, away. 17, 18, 19. We have 19 SEC games. Okay, Kyle, we so play 30 games in a regular season. Like, <laughs> okay, so we played 19. I think I was saying maybe like, eight to nine wins yeah i think seven may have been my lowest but eight to nine wins so like right there at 500 and i mean we we managed to to come right around that mark like we did we did well in conference play at 12 and 6 so i think we overachieved in that sense but i think what we're getting at is what we saw in non-conference play which we played a decent non-conference schedule wasn't the greatest wasn't the worst but i think what we saw from there and then getting into sec play I think we realized a couple of things. SEC is a gauntlet, no matter what sport it is. Like, right. it's just difficult. Um, and, I mean, like, we, we saw announcers mention that. The same thing that we've gotten in football and even softball and baseball to an extent, they're starting to say about basketball is, you know what, there's really good teams in SEC, but they just kick the crap out of each other uh, whenever they play week in, week out. And so I think – this team wasn't ready to weather that as as well as last year's team. But, I mean, taking a step back, this team did well considering everything that they had coming back, which was a lot of unproven. Right. And they they did a good job adjusting at times. Not, not all the time, but there was definitely flashes. And it's one of those that you kind of wish this team was juniors. So you could see what would happen their senior year, but they're all seniors. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's something that I, I think the big thing is going to be what ifs uh, here. Yeah, obviously the what ifs of what if the season had completed here, but what if they had realized their potential? What if they had all figured out their roles and how it was all going to work together with all these seniors together? Uh, you know, we can sit here and bat that around as, as long as possible. The, the fact of the matter is, it's never going to be answered. And I, I find it interesting that you are saying based on your preseason notions that you found this team to have overachieved. And I wouldn't say that they underachieved based on my preseason notions and in my mind, but maybe a a tick down from meeting those expectations. And I think I would have felt differently had we had some postseason to kind of measure that, that with, but kind of where they struggled with on the back end of SEC play, which we'll touch on in just a little bit. I think that's kind of where I sit at based on my preseason expectations but let's talk about that non-conference play because, boy, howdy, did they build some hype there going undefeated. And this includes one non-conference game uh, in the Big 12 SEC Challenge with Iowa State in the middle of SEC play. Uh, so, uh, you know, when we talked about 
non-conference drew i think you and i can both agree this was not as stout as last year's non-conference play no it wasn't as stout but it was meticulously planned out and so that's kind of where i go with that and i you know a lot of these teams were davidson ended up underachieving this year south alabama was ended up being a pretty decent team csun was going to make the tournament colgate was going to make the tournament richmond was projected to make the tournament Furman, uh i think was borderline i, I believe they got beat by etsu yeah or no wofford they etsu beat wofford but i think Furman got beat in their title game but they were projected to be a tournament team even if they if they got if they would have won their tournament, like they should have won their tournament. Yeah. Neither here nor there. NC State tournament team. And then a lot of tournament teams in the SEC. And so I think like, yeah, we look at it and go, wow, Auburn kind of played like a weak schedule, not the greatest, but I, I think they got a lot of experience in a lot of different ways this year. And really, I think it all goes down to Bruce had it set up to where, you know, he, he knew how to work his team and get the results that he needed early on to kind of build that confidence. And it lasted three games into the SEC. Yeah, it did. And I, I like what you said about the way this thing was planned out. And and one example I'll point to is this, that South Alabama game on the road, Bruce knew what he was getting himself into. It took everything in this team and a last second shot from Isaac Okoro, just throwing it up there to get the win down there in Mobile. And so their next game, they go to play Cal State Northridge, which is a tournament team, obviously, that we know now. But it seemed to be one of those, okay, we need to recruit recoup after going against a tough team on the road here. And so I, I think that last year where if we talk about non-conference as, wow, look at the star-studded lineup they're playing, and they still did very well. This year, still a decent uh, crop of teams to play, but just not as flashy as last year, but this one was planned very well to meet the team that he had. And we saw how different that was when we got into SEC play. So if you had to kind of look down non-comfort schedule there, Drew, what other games stuck out to you the most? I, I mean, the, the CSUN game was fun just because they, they lit it up that game. I believe that was the game that they rivaled the most threes for Auburn hitting a game. How many did they hit that game? They hit 17 remember. threes in that game. Um, Samir was six of eight. Purefoy was four of seven. Cambridge, two of four. Johnson, two of four. McLemore, back whenever he knew how to hit a bucket, was two of five. <laughs> Even Flanagan hit a three. I mean, it, it was a it was a fun little game. Like, I, I enjoyed that game. Their jerseys were atrocious. Shout out to you, uh, Clint Richardson. Uh <laughs> But yeah, I, I enjoy the game. I enjoy the NC State game, like kind of being able to play a good opponent and one that we had some history with. And those are the two really that stuck out to me. I, I felt like the the Legends Classic was a little bit disappointing because we didn't get Wisconsin, but yeah. ultimately got the job done and won it. So, yeah. I mean, can't gripe. Well, and the Legends Classic sticks out to me even without the Wisconsin matchup there because I remember I was on vacation during this time and just even just catching the highlights and the the hype that was being generated online for how well Auburn was performing in this Classic even without the Wisconsin game. And I, I think, honestly, that is kind of where I, I remember, ironically, walking uh, out of a Walt Disney World theme park and uh, thinking, this team may actually be better than last year's team. And I'm not the only one who was thinking that I was seeing a lot of that online and from a lot of people that 
I kind of respect their opinions on some things too. Um, so I think that's where emotions, expectations peaked out this season. And they maintained throughout non-conference play. We really didn't see a lot of struggles until we got to the first part of SEC play, really after the first three games. And I can remember if we kind of move into that part of the discussion, Drew, that Georgia game, which was the last win before we started taking on losses, we killed Georgia and embarrassed them. I mean, we literally made them quit. What are your thoughts about that first game against Georgia? Yeah, I mean, that that was the patented and build Isaac Okoro versus Anthony Edwards game. Yep. And Okoro didn't score much, but Okoro out-hustled him, out-played him, out-everything him. And just the team was playing at a very good level. And, you know, it was it was at the point where uh, Anthony Edwards going to the line after missing so many free throws basically like cursing at himself going why can't I hit these shots (laughs) and I mean that that's a fun point to be at as a team whenever you've got a guy so rattled that he's he's like just so in his own emotions that he can't figure out what's going on at the free throw line like that's that's fun I enjoy that Um, but in turn we also um, suck from the free throw line too so we should probably ask ourselves that yeah, there's a another to the what if category. What if Auburn had been better at free throws? And I, I do think a lot of the losses would have been uh maybe not losses if Auburn shoots the free throw ball just a little bit better. I know I ask a lot with my 80 percentage. I I just expect excellence. I I get it. It's it's tough to do that. But you got to at least get close most games and Auburn was not able to do that. And that's what happens when that happens. You take multiple losses in Rome to games Uh, to teams on the road, and that's what happened. First two losses of the season, Auburn is down to one of the final two teams undefeated on the season, and they go back-to-back losses at Alabama and at Florida. You know, you can take the one in Gainesville and like, okay, it's Florida. They're usually a pretty decent basketball program. But my gosh, we went into that atrocity of a basketball Time out, time out, time out. No, 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 I'm not even going to let you know. (laughs) <laughs> fine. don't try and race history like don't don't sit here and bemoan and put down your your favorite college no because no. kyle i've already told everyone at our network i tell everyone i see i'm like when kyle starts talking smack about alabama you need to go back and run that receipt on the preseason because kyle was man i think alabama's gonna finish above auburn I, no, no, that is not true. I that is true. That's true because we were going. You know what? What do your top four look like? And you go. I see it. I see that Alabama can probably get that four, and Auburn's going to be below them. And I, I mean, it is on the tape. Like we can run it back. I have the memory of an elephant or a camel, whatever animal you want to choose. <laughs> and I remember every misstep you've ever had, Kyle Loomis, on the show. Well, thank you. You know, I, I would hope that you wouldn't count all my mistakes because that would take you a long time. But hey, you know, everybody's got their thing, I guess, on this network. And I guess that's yours. Um, but look, can we honestly sit back and say now, though, that my concerns about Alabama being a- capable of beating an Auburn team were warranted after that game? Well, I mean, like everyone was capable of beating anyone. Like, I mean, that, 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 I mean, tell me who wasn't capable. Uh, I'd probably put Cal State Northridge in that in that one. I'd probably put Georgia Southern, uh, Colgate. I'd I'd say that those three at least. 
as long as you step on the floor, you have a chance to beat the other team. Uh, okay, if you want uh, to get into that. I mean, Herb Edwards said you play to win the game. Like, that's what everyone steps out on the court to do. And, I mean, yeah, obviously we were far superior to some of those teams. But as soon as we get into SEC play, every team has a chance to beat everyone. Vanderbilt even decided they wanted to win some SEC games this year. <laughs> Yeah, that was the shocker of the year is that we both had Vanderbilt dead to rights. And boy, they they tried their hardest to get out of the, the cellar and, and they weren't able to ultimately do it. But they they shocked a few people here and there. Uh, Stackhouse is good. Stackhouse yeah, is going to be good for them going forward. Yeah, they'll definitely be a program that's on the rise over the next couple of years, especially if they recruit well, but uh, still weren't able to get out of that this season. But after that two game uh, loss on the road at Alabama, at Florida, uh, Auburn does go on another big winning streak, uh, being in South Carolina, getting the huge let's, – let's stop there – the huge win against Kentucky, uh, number 13 Kentucky at the time, at home, first time that college game day, the basketball version, comes to Auburn Arena. I mean, if we talked about in non-conference play, the hype around Auburn was in that Veterans Classic, the hype was even higher for this part of sec play and for this particular game take me back to your impressions and th- and thoughts you had about uh auburn versus kentucky round one. Oh, i thought it was gonna be awful because really? i had to sit in the pavilion at oxford that tuesday before oh i forgot about and that watch this auburn team just play tennis while the other team was playing basketball on the court it was awful and so i'm thinking this we're gonna we're about to get rickrolled by Kentucky. Like it ain't gonna be good. And sure enough, Auburn being Auburn, I, I mean, let me change my tone. Auburn being Auburn, <laughs> found a way to win. Uh, I get more annoyed when we play like this. And but man, I that Kentucky game was fun. It was. We controlled it. We like if that team could have showed up, even like eighty percent of that team could have showed up every game. That's the team that you say, man, they could have made a run to like Elite Eight. Mm-hmm. No problem. Yeah. But we get the next three games of overtime and you wonder, man, what is this team doing? Uh, so as I, I feel like that's characteristics of the season is we have the high of the highs with Kentucky and other games that we had, but then they were often characterized or followed or preceded by the low of the lows. And there really didn't seem to be an in-between for this team. Right. Like, it, it was either a wire-to-wire game, or it was, oh, we're, so we're just going to lay down and die in the first two minutes. There, <laughs> there was there's literally no in-between for this team. Yeah. Uh, outside of that, uh, I think it was Colgate game, I can't really think of too many that were just an other and, and complete shellacking by Auburn of someone else. Uh, but, you know, I'll even take it a step further that the high that I was on for this team uh, after the Kentucky game continued on, even to that Arkansas game on the road, because it, to that point, Auburn really hadn't proven that it could beat a tough, tough opponent in conference play on the uh, on the road. They had lost to Alabama. They had lost to Florida. Uh, but Arkansas is a very good team, uh, which was still dealing with some lineup issues there. And with Mason Jones, I really thought that that Auburn was going to take an L there in Fayetteville. But boy, they got out of a win. Even the LSU game coming up. I was at that game and wow, I've not heard that arena rocking like that. I can't even imagine if that was that loud for that game. I can't even imagine what it was like for the Kentucky game uh, a week earlier. So all that being said, that's kind of this encompasses all those overtimes. This was the high, the peak of 
SEC play and the season really for Auburn basketball. And then things started to fall off. Uh, where would you say your frustrations hit at highest, Drew? I mean, I'll give you, there's two streaks of losing two games in a row. Where did you kind of just lose your mind with this team? Uh, probably the effort at Missouri. I don't okay. know. Effort at Georgia was pretty rough too. Yeah. that I think that streak right there, like I, I wasn't happy about the Florida Alabama losses and I get the Kentucky loss and then the A&M loss. Gosh, it was just weird. It was just a weird night altogether. It's a Wednesday night game. So I won't blame that, <laughs> but it was, um, yeah, the Missouri Georgia games, even missing Isaac Okoro were absolute. There was no excuse for them. It, and that's just really kind of what gets me. And I think that was probably my peak frustration of this Auburn team. And, uh, probably if you go back around the tapes on those, you can hear a very, um, gripey person, which is my tendency. So I just shouldn't have lost those games. It, they were disappointing efforts and I'm fine losing games. I've, I don't like to lose, but I'm fine losing games. It's when the effort looks very much lacking. That really gets me. Yeah, I have to say that was a very low point for me as well for that team. I think, and it's the one that's you know closest to us in terms of a uh, distance from when it actually happened. The Texas A and M one, uh, that loss as the final home game for this very special class to me epitomized uh, the story of this senior team. And, and I don't mean to just put them down because, and I hope we're going to be find reasons to talk very fondly about all of them uh, here shortly. But you know. <sighs> there was so much unrealized potential with them, not just as individuals, but as a team. And I think not finishing the job against Texas A&M at home in your senior night game epitomizes this team. And then they do the most frustrating thing and go to Tennessee on the road for their final game and just kill Tennessee and just blow them out of the water. And it's like, come on guys. What, where was this in your home arena? The t- one of the toughest places to play in all of college basketball, as it's been said by the commentators, what happened? Where Buzz Williams? <laughs> That's very true. You, you know what? I-, I will give you a credit for this. You have been singing the praises of Buzz Williams and you know, I was somewhat on that train, but boy, I am on it now. So good call from you, sir, about buzz and the Texas A&M Aggies. That's a, uh, I don't. You don't want to play Andy Kennedy, as we've just found out. He's the UAB coach now. I don't want to play Buzz Williams ever again. Do you think he's really oh, going to turn it around for him? Oh, I do. I like Buzz Williams. Got a really good class coming in. Like I, I think there is reason to be nervous uh, about Texas A&M going forward. I, I just think that they are a quality coach team. I mean, the guy took Virginia Tech, like, and made them semi relevant. Like they weren't great. Virginia Tech, that is not a team that you like hear about in basketball, have anything to do with in basketball. And so I think he will definitely find his guys. He's he's going to be raiding this um, transfer market. I think he'll have them humming along next year. And he's already signed a four-star and two three-stars that are just lights-out shooters. So uh, look for Texas A&M to be your team to watch out for going forward. So in a conference where it's already tough enough to get a win, you've got two teams that are probably going to be on the rise that were not that great this year by overall numbers, Texas A&M and Vanderbilt, who've got good coaches and are able to recruit very well. So um, for the Auburn players that are still there and the (laughs) recruits coming in, 
uh, you better be ready and be able to learn from the mistakes that this senior class uh, made. And um, they won't, that's not the only thing that we're going to be able to perform. We're talking a lot about uh, some frustrations that we had because at times it was a very frustrating because we saw the potential in this team. This, what, this wasn't frustrations because we're so bad. We all remember those days of he who should not be named, our former head coach, uh, just not even caring. This was just playing down to your opponent at times. And that's, I think, the story of this team is not being able to take control and seize, and then at times, a lack of leadership. But Auburn does finish second place in the SEC after everything's said and done with a record. And I think I have this right. I, I thought I'd jot this down, Craig. 25 and six overall, 12 and six in the SEC. So with your preseason thoughts, in this final record, you still st- stand with the statement that this was an overachieving year for them. I, I think it was, a, uh, yeah, I would say a little bit overachieved, not by much. Um, I, I mean, that sounds so bad with six losses to say that. Like, I that's, mean, it shows you how be highly re- you thought of them. Yeah, I, I just think with the way college basketball went this year and how down they were, and just getting into the tournament, no matter what seed you were, seemed to be just a. Uh, you were going to, anyone was going to be able to make a run and break it wide open. I thought the, where they're projecting Auburn and where, uh, where we're going to end up. I I really do think if this Auburn team would have played up to their potential uh, and in the tournament, this team could actually made some noise because they look like they had a decent road. And as far as the season went, like, you know, I, I can't be mad at 25 and six. I mean, where were we 40 years ago? Nowhere near 25 wins. Nowhere near 20 wins. That's where we were. <laughs> so, I mean, it, I really, I can't be gripey about it. Yeah. But, you know, I think you can to some extent because that is your expectations for this team. You knew the type of talent they had individually and as a program. And the fact that they weren't able to achieve that for some very glaring things that in our minds, at least in our armchair you know, quarterback, if I can use that expression here on the basketball podcast that we can pick out and say, this is so obvious, just fix these, just make some free throws. Javon McCormick, just pass the ball more. You know, Samir, stop drilling at the top of the key. You know, those are the things that continue to frustrate us because they would just keep running into a wall and it never, ever worked. And they were a lot better than that and they were a lot smarter than that. But the good thing is, is that Auburn ends on a high note with the win at Tennessee utterly destroying them, Bruce Pearl's old team. And then after we're sitting here after a tough last couple of weeks in the SEC, COVD-19 hits. And I remember where I was in my house when the NBA shut down their games that night. And I thought this is the beginning of the end for March Madness and why I sit here so sad tonight. So let's uh, talk about the SEC tournament in where we thought it might have happened very briefly. And I do have the bracket pulled up right here because I kind of want to see what you thought about this one, Drew. You and I weren't able to meet and talk about this beforehand. Austin filled in for you and uh, had that conversation with me. We both uh, picked Auburn to make it to the final game. And I think we both picked uh, Kentucky to win by the end of it. No, actually, I picked Auburn to win, and he picked Kentucky to win. But what do you think about this SEC tournament and where Auburn would have ended up? Okay, so let, let's look at the game before. Uh, Missouri, Texas A&M. Who were you picking in that game? Uh, Missouri and Texas A&M. I think I was picking – I wanted uh, Texas A&M was going to win, but I wanted Missouri to win. Texas A&M. Yeah, yeah so I, I would have picked Texas A&M too. I think Auburn would have won that game. 
I think definitely they would have looked at the tape, realized, hey, you can't play at an A&M slow pace. Like, they just want to kill it and kill the game off, get dirty. And I don't think they would have ran with that. So I think Auburn wins that game. Uh, the next one would have been if someone could upset LSU. And I think if one of those upsets LSU, I think Auburn goes on. But I think if we are facing LSU, I don't think we get one over on them again. Skylar Mays is just a freak. I don't know how he just wins uh, against Auburn, but he does. And so I think Auburn probably would have got bounced at the semifinals. But if LSU would have got upset, I think Auburn wins the SEC tournament. And I think that's where I had him at. I think I had Arkansas upsetting LSU because I really like Mason Jones. Uh, and then as, as much as he scares me, I saw Auburn getting that win against them, pushing them into the national championship game with a matchup the against the national Mr. championship game. Excuse me. Well, I mean, the SEC basically is the national championship. Come on. Uh, the With a game against Mississippi State. So on the other side, do you see anybody giving Kentucky a shot like I did? You, you, Mississippi State? Yep, I had Mississippi State in the title game with Auburn, and that's why they won. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, don't, I know. Kyle, I don't respect you. Look, well, I knew this already. So you, you're you're telling me things. Good that gracious, Mississippi State though. Like, have you it's watched March them Madness. lately? Yeah, but Mississippi State, like, they were awful. Oh, like, come on, get out of here with that. They're awful. They're not awful. Vanderbilt t- tell was me, awful. Tell me how they weren't. Uh, they took Auburn to the wire. Took win. Uh, in their game in Starkville. Win. <laughs> Okay, I, so I, I don't remember that ever. <laughs> I remember it. I had a lot more respect for Mississippi State than I did for a Kentucky team that was Auburn more... beat them by twelve points. When did they take them to the wire? <laughs> I'm just gonna say this: I had a lot more respect for what Mississippi State did down the road than Kentucky did because Kentucky was two extremes, a lot like Auburn, mind you. Uh, but Ashton Hagens, with him not may or may not have been there, I just thought it was a likely scenario that Mississippi State might see Auburn in the title game for the SEC, securing Auburn a win. Okay. Uh, see, I look, mean, here, you're complaining that I was going to pick Alabama at the beginning of the season over Auburn, and when I put them in the title game and give them an opportunity to win it, you're just like, okay, Kyle, you're, you're, you're the dumbest person ever. <laughs> no, I don't think you're dumb for having Auburn in the championship game and having them win it. I think you're dumb with it to have Mississippi State in the championship game. <laughs> that, that's where that's where I'm a little confused. I I don't know if you need to go through one of those drive through testing sites at the current. Ah, uh, anyway, um, but can we both agree that Auburn had a legitimate shot to uh, repeat uh, as for an SEC championship for three years in a row? Yeah, I I, I think they had a shot. Like I I don't think I I think our semifinal game was going to be harder than right the championship game. Um, yeah. but I, I definitely think Auburn had a shot. So that brings us to March Madness. Where do you think, uh, what you think hap- would have happened in the SEC tournament, with that in mind, where do you think Auburn ends up seeded in the NCAA tournament? I think Auburn ends up as a five seed. And yeah. what it was looking like was we are going to end up getting Liberty. I just don't see the, any two ways around that. Yeah. And did you feel favorable about that matchup if that's what happened? If the bracket would have been what CBS and ESPN were predicting, I actually think Auburn could have if the not even stars if the chips fell and auburn played their game well like not they didn't have to play 100% best of their abilities all the time if they just play good basketball i think auburn could have been knocking on the door at a final four again because we were projected san diego state's bracket 
And then the two seed was Florida State, I believe. Yeah. Well, Florida State's been good. I just don't trust them as a basketball team, like past the Elite Eight. Yeah. And so I, I, I think Auburn could have really come out of that because it was looking like either Akron or Liberty first game win that. And then it, I think that four seed or whoever was a Louisville team that's been up and down or, I mean, just insert random five or four seed there and Auburn probably would have won. Yeah. So if I had to like pin you down and say, you need to tell me where Auburn ends up in the NCAA tournament that never happened, where would you have said would have been their peak? If Auburn would have been five seed, I think we would have probably peaked out at sweet 16. Okay. I just think the moment would have been too big for the team. Yeah. Unless we were facing San Diego state. I think if we were facing San Diego state, it would have been probably elite eight. Yeah. I think personally that the expectation, I think I said this in preseason, the expectation should be sweet 16 this year. And and I, I have full confidence based on the talent that was there and their capability to put teams away, whether they do it or not, it's another story. Um, I thought Auburn was a lock into the sweet 16. And after that, it really was a push. I had some legitimate hopes that they could get out of the sweet 16 to the elite eight, but I did not think um, with everything on the table, non-conference sec play the issues that we've seen and the strengths that we've seen from auburn i just didn't think there was a big enough run to recapture the magic of the year previous but look from a team a program that hadn't sniffed the ncaa tournament in decades how can we be upset with a team that has consistently gotten to the sweet 16 that to me drew is a great year if it had happened yeah, I, I think it would have been a, a good year. I, I'm looking now at bracket projections. Akron and Liberty kind of interswapped at 12 and 13 seeds, but it looked like Auburn, Akron, and then Louisville versus Liberty. So it would have been Louisville, and then our next game would have either been Dayton or uh, San Diego State. So, I mean, like, that's favorable for Auburn. Like, you can talk yourself into that on Auburn making a run with that. Yeah, I agree with that. I think Auburn found itself, with, despite all its struggles, in some very favorable situations. Uh, let's not even talk about what the team last year had to do, running through literally every blue blood, as the term was last year, that uh, was available. Kansas, North Carolina, Kentucky, almost getting knocked out in round one by New Mexico State. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?